Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am your host, Ben. And unfortunately, not here with me today is co-host Andy. He is feeling other the weather. But we want to make sure that we get content out to you so we press on. Don't forget that you can find us at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold online. On social media, Facebook, Twitter, Too Young to Be This Old. Very easy. If you can, write... L- uh, rate, like, and subscribe to any of your podcast platforms that you listen to us on. I knew I couldn't talk to you guys forever by myself, so I did call in some reinforcements, and today I have with me, once again, Walter. Say hello, Walter. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's me, the MVP. I have no idea what that's a reference to. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just it's just me ranting. You know how that is. What's well, been I, a while I since... Exactly. Uh, been a while since we've had you on. Has everything been going good for you? Yeah, things have actually been picking up and going pretty well. I started the year off, you know, photographing the Rolex 24. And then the week after, photographed the Orlando 24-hour car race. I get back to Georgia, and then I have, like, track day. I photographed the Champ car race, and it ended up snowing halfway throughout the day and created some of the most beautiful photos I think I've ever taken. Um, I had a Ferrari event this past weekend. I have a Porsche day coming up, like, in April. I have a high-performance driver education coming up this Friday. I'm just busy as hell, man. Yeah, you are. About all I've had going on is a diet. We're down 10 pounds from last Monday, so we're succeeding there. Holy crap. Yeah. That is significant progress. Yeah, it is. It's amazing what happens when you quit drinking beer. It's amazing what, yeah, when especially when you just like cut out all the horrible stuff. I'm trying to get back into the portion control side of things and cutting right. out a lot of bad stuff. I say that as I drink a white claw. Well, it's okay. Basic white girls got to do things too, I guess. Yeah, there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Right, calories don't count when there's no laws. So <coughs> we'll go with that. That's, that's right. Now when it's LaCroix water, <laughs> alcoholic LaCroix water. Oh, man. Well, man, you you really kind of, what you've been doing is what I wanted to talk to you about today. Uh, Something that's been on my mind, some conversations that we've had in the past and some conversations that I've had with uh, Andy, is everybody tells you that if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's a fucking lie. Uh, Well, that's what this whole (laughs) purpose is, is hobbies, hobbies that you can turn into jobs usually eventually become... Uh, work. usually, yeah, it's just work, and then sometimes that work, once it quits being work, it becomes <coughs> your hobby again. Uh, but specifically, as you mentioned, you do motorsports photography, but let's back up a bit before you started uh, photographing motorsports. Oh, okay. What what first got you into taking pictures? Because I mean, I know you've been doing this for a while, but what was your start there with doing stuff like that? Uh I don't know the exact, like, awakening. I mean, when I was, you know, in my teens, before you and I had met, um, you know, my friend and I would make skateboard videos or take photos of skateboarding. That's how a lot of people start out is, like, you know, doing something when you're a teenager. Um, And and then one day, when I think when I was, like, 20, I was like, I want a camera. And so, you know, my, you know, Christmas came along and I asked my mom, I was like, hey. I want a camera for Christmas. She got me like a little uh, Kodak point-and-shoot camera. 
mm-hmm. like not a fantastic camera by any means. It's just you, the, a basic camera. Do you remember how many megapixels that camera was? I think it was like ten, something so still, like that. Still less than what phones <laughs> have nowadays. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> not not the best resolution out of a camera. But I actually still have it. Um, mm-hmm. never use it, but I still have it. Oh, and that's then adorable. The following Christmas, she got me the uh, Flip Mini, which was like a a, a camcorder. Basically, it looked kind of like a, a chocolate bar. It was like a little bit thicker than a current than our phones now. Um, okay. Shot 720. Again, not fantastic. Oh, hell yeah, 720p, baby. Yeah, 720p. But at the time, it was you know freaking revolutionary because video cameras have always been like huge, and this one's the size of you know a bar of chocolate. And I still also have that too. I still play with it every once in a while, even though I have equipment that's significantly more expensive. Um. I still just play with it every once in a while, just like recording little things, and I just take the batteries out and put it back up. You um, hold on to some of the the most I don't want to say ridiculous things, but <laughs> I've just you oh if if I've had it at any point in my life, Walter still has it. Is basically the way Walter seems to be with a lot of things. Yeah, I get re- I get really sentimental about about things. It's like man, like, this plastic phone case got me through a lot of great times. I can't get rid of it. Oh my god! There's 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 a fucking flip phone in my armrest in my car, just because like, you, you know they say that if you're in a car accident and your phone breaks, you're kind of fucked. Well, I know for a fact that this phone will like never break. So if I roll the car over and it, I keep it charged, I can just like pop it open and dial nine one one. Okay. <laughs> Provided so, I don't you know get severely injured or something. Okay, so that's smart thinking pro. Pro life tip there, guys. Keep a flip phone in your console fully charged. Call nine one one. Yeah, I mean every phone should be legally allowed to call nine one one. But yeah, I hold on to like some of the just dumbest things because <laughs> I'm like it's sentimental. Yeah. And that bother that bothers the shit out of Lauren. She's like, I'm not that way about anything. I'm like, oh, I'm that way about everything. <laughs> I'm like, if it was a gift, I keep it forever. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, so that so that's it, it's. It was basically just like doing the skate videos, uh, stuff like that. Like doing that, did it make you feel a certain way? And that's what kind of made you want to start getting into photography? Or was it just like, ah, this is just something to do. Let me get something that makes it easier to do. Like, which. Well, if we weren't, if we weren't burning anything, it was like, let's freaking film ourselves skateboarding. Okay. Because, you know, when you're a teenager, you got to burn stuff or skateboard. And, uh,. <laughs> Well, that's a Dawson County problem. I don't know if that's an everywhere problem. I don't know. I feel like pyro is a a pretty widely spread thing amongst teenage boys. True. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's just, I always liked that creative outlet. I mean, the last few days of high school, you know, I got a disposable camera and took photos of people. I have no idea what those cameras look, what those photos look like, because I have never developed that role of film. Okay. I, I still have the camera somewhere. Well, of course you do. Yeah, of, of course I do. Um, <laughs> I just I'm I'm fucking the worst about developing film, the worst. Uh, but yeah, I mean it just I I've always enjoyed taking photos. There was a while after that where I didn't take any photos, and it never like occurred to me that like, hey, this is gonna be my passion one day. <clears throat> but then one day I got this itch, and I was like, I want a film camera. 
I had the I had the little digital that I never touched. I had the freaking flip camera that I never really used that often. But I want a film camera. I feel and like of course, this I, is when I came onto the scene. It was probably around that time that you you came onto the scene. Um, uh, what was it that, called? Lomography. No, this is actually pre any of that. Stuff. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's when I came around. So continue. My bad. Yeah, this was pre lomography. Um, <laughs> fucking Andrew. There's gonna be three uh, people that get that joke. Three people that are ever gonna get that joke. Um, so I, you know, I looked around and my friend at the time, her name was Caitlin. We're not friends anymore. We haven't talked in like forever. Also, um, not my wife. No, not your wife. <laughs> she was like, "Well, I have a film camera. I'll sell you for like seventy-five dollars." And I was like, okay, that seems like a pretty reasonable investment. And then when I told my dad that I was looking for a film camera, he goes, well, do you just want mine? And I immediately, like, I had all these memories as a, as a child of, like, getting blinded by a flash. <laughs> you know, I'd walk down the hallway and dad would be like, hey, and just, like, fire off this flash and I'd see spots for a few minutes. Right. Um, this is that camera. And I'm like... Yes, I do want that camera. And it was my first serious, like, camera. My first serious film SLR. Okay. And that thing is a tank. I still have it. I still use it all the time. Uh, you know, it's it's like muscle memory at this point. And that kind of kick-started the whole thing. You know, I got that. I took photos of everything. Flowers, cats, my friends, cars, anything I could point the camera at. I was capturing it, and I have, like, a ton of film from that that I still haven't developed because I'm a horrible person. So, I mean, they say your first 10,000 photos are your worst, and I guarantee you that they're probably still on those rolls of film, and so I'm not in a hurry to develop it because I know I'm not going to win any Nobel Peace Prizes by developing that trash. Um, but, yeah, that, that was, like, a huge jump off point that was for me that was like oh my god this is what i love doing this is something i'm very passionate about doing um so then i asked my mom for a holga which is a mammography camera plastic box plastic you know lens it's really just a junk camera but i fell in love with like the photos that i was seen online from it you know like the like the old school like instagram filters when it was like instagram was just square only and they had like the vivid colors and the hor and like the really dark corners and all that stuff. The, all, those filters are based on what this camera can do. Okay. And I I was like, oh man, I want that. I want to try that because I liked the lo-fi aesthetic of it. And so she got me one of those, and you know, I think that was for my birthday. Uh, before you keep going, step back. Uh, explain mm -hmm. the lo-fi aesthetics. Uh. You know, photos that aren't, like, necessarily really sharp, they're kind of grainy, kind of moody looking, or really tr just junk, just trash. <laughs> okay. So basically, like, the black-white blur filter that Instagram likes so very much. It, yeah, pretty much exactly what this is. Um, okay. And I still have that camera. It doesn't work anymore because, it is, like I said, it was a piece of, it's a piece of junk. Um, but I, I, I've obviously used it until it literally just became something that sits on the shelf. Um, 
but yeah, that that was a that was a huge another again another huge step in me being like, oh man, this is one of those things where I can just shoot and not have to think about it, which is a mistake. You should totally think about it because film costs money, and that is not the attitude you need to have when photographing with film. Um, then you know, time goes by. I still just take tons of photos. Don't really get anything necessarily developed unless I feel like there's a real winner on that roll of film because okay. it was pricey at the time. We, you know, this was post high school. This was when I was just working retail after I'd already dropped out of college the first time. <laughs> so you're and talking I had no money. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about like you were very selective about what you develop. What mm-hmm. like when you've when you've taken a good shot, like how do you know? Like, is there a feeling you get when you're looking through that lens and you have the photo and you feel that click, that shutter goes off? Is there just a feeling you get? Yeah, like now that I've, you know, studied and been trained and all that stuff, I can look at light and be like, oh, this, if when the car enters this spot, if I snap the photo, then, you know, you'll be able to see into the car, you'll see the driver, the lighting will be really good. Um, I, you know, you get to that point where you can take that photo and be like, I got it. Like without even seeing the photo at first, you'd be like, I nailed that shot. I know I did. I know my settings were hundred percent correct. Uh, you know, I full blown know I got that shot, but just to be safe, you're going to take a few more. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but yeah, every, like I'll, I'll go shoot an entire race and, you know, I'll get back to my computer and I'll pop that, that memory card in and I'll be like, okay, I know the exact, like, four photos I'm looking for because I know that those are the ones I'm going to want to present either to my audience on social media, which is very little, and, or uh, my clients. And I'll be like, they will be, imp- they will be wowed. Like, first photo they get is, like, a banger, you know? Um, okay. Yeah, so at, at this point, you know, I could definitely... You can ask me about like any of the photo photos on my social media, and I can probably tell you like the exact fucking event or the exact corner I was in to photograph that particular photo, or like okay. the effect I was trying to achieve. It's I can I can do that. I can remember probably the settings I used, but I don't remember like ninety percent of the people I graduated high school with. Well, there were a lot of forgettable <laughs> people we graduated with. <laughs> we- at what point did this like hobby and passion you had for photography? When did it turn into you like, how can I make money off this? Like, when did when did those wheels start turning? Well, I was in I was uh, in college. Like, I had met Lauren. She was like, "Hey, you really need to go back to college. You really like this. You should probably, you know, hone your skills." And I said, "You're right." So I went back to college, and I went to college for photography, uh, and I learned a ton. Like I know a like way more stuff than I'm ever going to really use. Um, but through that, I met my friend Foster because his girlfriend was in the class above me, and we had to look for people to intern under. And she was like, "Well, have you met Foster?" And I was like, "No." And I was like, "What does he shoot?" And she goes, "Motorsports." I'm like, "That's what I want to do." <laughs> so through Foster, I was like. I went to him and I was like, Hey, I want to do this. And he was like, okay, here's how you get started. And as soon as we started that, I was like, this is what I want to do. 
like I want I I knew I wanted to be a photographer like anyway. I know it's but at that point I was still like, oh, I could do weddings or I could do portraiture, even though that's the same thing everybody else is doing. And I'm not very good at it, so I really need to train myself. And when I met him, it was like race cars, let's go. Motorcycles, something with fast and with wheels, let's go. <laughs> and um yeah, it, I mean, I'd always loved. I mean, I always loved cars. I mean, like as soon as I got a car, I loved cars. Um, <laughs> and I, this was a way for me to mesh photography and cars. And so I was, I was in a hundred percent. I was like, this is what I gotta do. I, I don't care, like, because everything takes time. Good things take time. And I know it's not gonna be immediate, but even I still get impatient with it. Um, but it's you know, finally things are starting to come together and I'm able to get paid for photographing race cars, which is a freaking dream come true. And it's something that, you know, tons of people get into, but very few make it. Okay. And so I feel very fortunate that I am able to do that. Even if it's not at a super consistent basis at the moment, I am still working towards that. Okay. So, so really, Lauren encouraging you to go back to college, and then while you're taking these college courses, you found out that people make money doing this, and that's kind of what led you into turning it into your income? Like, is that where the turning point was, where you finally said, like, I don't have to work retail. I can get take <laughs> pictures. Yeah, basically. Um, okay. I knew it was going to be extremely difficult. Uh, and I've had plenty of other professional photographers, people who do this full time for a living, be like, you have to bust your ass. And, you know, I, I'm figuring that out every single time I go to an event because it is not easy work at all. Like taking a photo is 10 percent of everything you have to do. Right. It's it's all about talking to people and networking and, you know, showing that you can deliver a quality product and that people will be impressed by it like every time okay because they're um it's it's a real challenge but yeah lauren lauren was a huge proponent and she's been so super freaking supportive of me the entire time like even when i'm feeling defeated and broken down she's like well have you thought about doing this have you she she always has ideas and i can't thank her enough for like sticking by my side as through my highs and my lows with this she's done better than some of us have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I say so. Yeah, I'm I mean, not including me in that. That's an <laughs> No, um, you've always been. You've always been been pretty supportive too. You're like, oh, that, that's cool. <laughs> I've had a And then day. as soon as you guys start you to realize it's real, <laughs> yeah, like oh. it's, it's it's it blows people's minds that like, especially even people I know that they're like, you make a living off, or like you make money doing this, and I'm like, fucking right. <laughs> like even it still surprises me. I'm like, what? <laughs> Speaking of making money, though. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like your first paid gig as a photographer? Not necessarily motorsports or anything like that, but like the first time you got paid for taking pictures. I photographed a wedding. <laughs> okay. It was uh, a, a guy from high school we both know. It was, it was his wedding. Okay. And, and that I think was that the was the first time you were paid for a wedding? First time or I think I was paid for photos ever because I was Holy still in college at the time. shit. Okay. What? Oh, well, I just what? I know I know the um I know the time frame that this is going on, and I just 
didn't realize that that was like the first time you'd get paid for pictures. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's not that. I mean, it is that long ago because we're getting old as shit, but it's not that long ago at the same time. Yeah, it was like it was like maybe six years ago. Yeah, six, I would almost say seven. Almost seven? Yeah, something yeah, like that. I, I'd say it's it's way on back there. Uh, but before boy, you, you, you got to work on those exposure bucks first. Exactly. You how many, a lot of shit for free. How many exposures did it take to get this paid gig? <laughs> Dozens. Dozens. <laughs> Dozens. I don't. I don't want to get like into even, that too much. Uh, the exposure okay. part, because that's something I want to talk about a little bit later when we're wrapping up. Um, that's fine. But it was just the fer- perfect time for us to kind of make that joke because that's what you always hear with anything like this. It's about um, it's about it's about ex- like six hundred exposure bucks to pay my rent. Right, exactly, because <laughs> that's uh, the common cur- currency right now. Although, if you mm-hmm. can get some hand sanitizer or toilet paper, you're probably making bank right now. Dude, yeah, if we can sell that for $90 a roll, let's go. So, going <laughs> from doing a friend's wedding and getting paid, what were the next steps that led you to where you currently are? And I'll go ahead and, and take some of the suspense away from everybody here. He is the head photographer at Atlanta Motorsports Park here uh, locally, where he does all of the, well, I don't want to say all, but most of the photos, the videos, and everything. Yeah, the I social don't. social media team and uh, members at the yeah. Motorsports Park. Yeah, uh, I am not in control of, like, the AMP Instagram anymore or anything, just so yeah. people know. Um, yeah. so I didn't say you are in control of social of media. You just <laughs> take some of the pictures. Um, but I know that's yeah, kind of like of pictures, yeah. that's like your title right now. But you do a mm-hmm. lot of other things, and let's talk about that. I guess, however, that ties into you getting to where you are, um, what okay. you do. So, um, well, how I beca- like I, I photographed a lot at Road Atlanta. Um, first starting out, like any chance I I had to get out there, I even for free, I would go. Um, and finally, once I, you know, graduated college, I was like, I can't do this for free anymore. And at that point, Road Atlanta was like very impressed with what I could do. <clears throat> and so I told her, I go, I mean, I told Road Atlanta, their uh, lead marketing person, I go, I can't do it for free anymore. I need to make some money. And she's like, well, traditionally, Road Atlanta doesn't pay photographers. And I'm like, Okay. And she goes, but let's work something out. And that was like, what? Foot in the door? Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I've photographed for them for the past couple of years, like uh, you know, for most of their events. Uh, and through that experience, I was able to build up my skills enough at where at work. I was like, I want to, like, there's always been like rumors of a YouTube channel for right for work and they had one but it wasn't very good at all like at all um and so i went in there and i was like i like i went in there with my friend ava and my friend hayden and we were like we want to create this series for uh for for amp and they were like okay we are all about that and then they only took me uh (laughs) which was unfortunate because i wouldn't be in that spot if it wasn't for my two other friends, but they also had other engagements going on as well. And as far as like the, the ability, ability to create and the skill to 
do it well. I was the only one who had the know-how. So through that, they created a job position for amp, amp, for a photographer, videographer, and that's where I am right now. Um, I started out creating a series called The Hunt for Speed, which was a short-lived series. It was about 10 episodes. Um, I loved it. It was my baby. It drove me fucking insane. <laughs> it, uh, it At that point, it had turned like from a passion into a job, but not because... It wasn't fun, but just because I kind of did it to myself. Like, I loved going out and shooting it, and then I hated the how long it took to create the video in editing. And I would get burned out. Um, but in between all that, there was also, you know, countless photo shoots that, that were going on at AMP. There was corporate events. There was, you know, just the need, the ever-constant need for social media stuff. And right. with all of that on top as well, and then there was spur-of-the-moment shoots. There was, you know, just people being like, hey, we need this. And, oh, okay. Um, it, it, You know, the Hunt for Speed kind of became a burden because I didn't have as much time to work on it as I wanted to. Okay. So it all became a, a, a kind of a, a clusterfuck, and I canned the Hunt for Speed at the end of last year after the 10th right. episode. Okay, I, well, really awesome. Uh, that Hunt for Speed, the first episode, actually ended up getting some national airtime, did it not? The first two, actually. The first two? Okay. The first two. Uh, they, well, just... they got featured on a TV show called Right This Minute that talked about viral videos. And the first one actually featured a friend of ours named Michael, who is paralyzed but drives race carts uh, with hand controls. And that, like, blew the nation's mind. Because they're like, it, this happens? This exists? It did. He was also a guest of the podcast talking about uh, another motorsport activity called Rocket League. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it motorsports. <laughs> it has motors and it's a sport. Um, I, uh, yeah, okay, you got me there. <laughs> and soccer, which is also a sport. Yeah, exactly. Um, Goal. Um, but yeah, those those two gained national like television air. And that was a very proud moment for me. Like... I was like, oh my god, I created something people like. And I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, that's a <laughs> but big I like one. To think that, so. Yeah, it's a big one. I mean, it got, got featured on television out in the world, not just, you know, uh, mom and pop or just popping up on, oh, my mom shared this on my newsfeed. Uh, it's a lot <laughs> more exposure than we've seen here personally, but I mean, we're getting there. Uh, no, that's good. I mean, it's it takes time. So. A lot of your time is dedicated to your your job, and, yeah. and from just the way you were talking about it, it's your job at AMP now. It is um, my my job at AMP. It's still my passion, and right. I still do it as a hobby. But the part I do as a hobby is different than what I do for a job. Okay, so do the creative juices flow as much now when you're being told what to shoot or is it, you're just trying to make sure that you get what makes them happy. Uh, kind of both. Like if I enjoy what I'm shooting at the time, mm -hmm. then, Oh yeah, dude, you get all the creative angles, you get rack focus, you get like pan shots, you get all the creative stuff. If it's just like, Hey, we need a 30 second, add for this you know just shoot a few 
you know, throwaway clips. At that point, it's just kind of passionless. I'm just doing it because it's needed. Okay. Um, and I know that sounds bad because there's a lot of photographers out there who are like, oh my god, I do that. I do that for less pay and and you get amazing shots. It's that's not the case. It's just, you know, you got to do what is needed to please the 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 client. Right. Like as much as I want to be creative all the time and shoot super artsy stuff, it's not always necessary. Right. You got to satisfy the needs of the client before you start satisfying the needs of yourself. Sometimes meat and potatoes will do. You don't need the five course meal. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you still do some like freelance stuff. Uh, in your downtime as well. Oh yeah, like all this, all these races and stuff I've been shooting. Right. That is all freelance work. Okay. Um, with the exception of Daytona, that was just for fun. But the okay. rest of the stuff has been freelance. Um, you know, either either uh, me being hired on by a company called uh, Motorsport Media. Um, I'm one of their like go-to photographers in the southeast. Or people reaching out to me, like I had uh, Porsche Club of America reached out, and they're like, hey, are you shooting this event for us? And I said, no, I haven't been contacted or contracted to do so, so at this point, no. And they're like, well, do you want to? And I said, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> so it's just I, I, uh, a friend, a guy I met th through AMP, his son drives race carts. Uh, he owns a shop that builds, like, bicycle wheels for like professional athletes you know like mountain biking downhill racing tour de france or whatever mm -hmm. uh they build bicycle wheels and they have hired me to create some video content for them as well um okay. i have i had a guy reach out to me who wants me to you know create a uh show reel basically for his wife who also races downhill bikes competitively uh, just all, yeah. There's a lot of freelance stuff out there. You just have to network and you know talk to people and be like, oh, I do this, and they're like, oh my god, that's great. I, I could use you. <laughs> I feel like one of the last names is probably Hunt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, you know him. I'm good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually somebody I think I might have to get in touch with too, um, if this goes well. Um. What do you feel like would be your next step to like, what, what's your goal is, is do you feel like you've peaked at ant? Like that's where you want to be or is there a next step you want to take? Yes. It has given me the experience and the environment that is necessary for me to be able to network with people. Um, okay. so it, it is a stepping stone. I'm not too, you know, worried about that. I appreciate everything they've done for me, but you know, this flower has got to bloom, man. <laughs> it's got it's got to got to blow up got to do right. its thing i got to do my thing i and again it's all networking and, and while this is a it's a, it's a decent place for me to be i still get to do something i like it is it is not the end of the road for something i want to do 5 years from now what is the job title that mr walter wants to hold oh uh king King, okay. <laughs> no, um, um, <laughs> King photographer. I, just no, just King just of the King, United okay. States. King. It's called President here. We got rid of no. monarchy a long time. We're gonna ago. be a monarchy again. Uh, you see it? Uh, no, um, I, I would like to be a full-time videographer or photographer. I have a friend of mine who is, um, she works in the camera department 
uh, for you know like the Marvel TV shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she works in the cinema cinematographers guild. Um, she is really like telling me, "Hey, you need to get on with this. You need to get on with this. You need to get on with us." And I'm like, "Well, okay." So there's a possibility that I may end up going completely into the cinematography Hollywood world. I don't know. It's it's expensive to do so. And, you know, it's it's a process, but it's something I am looking into seriously. Okay. Uh, Which few people would, know. <laughs> would a uh, is there not like a a place on like a race team or something being a race photographer or something? That would be more in line with like your motorsports photography doing you now, or is it just the the amount of jobs and availability better going the other way? It's probably better going the other way because I can always I'm sure there's always movies or or TV shows being made. Um, getting on with a race team is difficult. A lot of the big manufacturers like Acura or, you know, Ferrari or something like that, they usually already have people they go to. And okay. that's all who you know. It's, well, this person's been shooting with us for three years and we're really happy with them. So thanks for your thanks anyway. And I'm like, oh, right. okay, that, that's, I understand. That's completely fine. I understand. And it's like for a lot of those, those teams and stuff, I know the people, like I personally like talk to them almost on a daily basis. I know a lot of the people who shoot for those teams and for me to swipe in and be like, Hey, I can do this for cheaper would be really, really crappy. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, especially since I really like these people. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world out there, but at some point you got to have some dignity and self and, you know, self restraint from trying to cut off people, you know, uh, in mm-hmm. that way. Okay, um, well, so it, it's, uh, it's it's difficult to find a race team that's like, yeah, our photographer is, is done. We're not really looking for anybody. You have a better chance of finding a media outlet like a magazine or a newspaper or something like that that'll be like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll pay for you to get in or we'll fly you up out here um, than it is to get in with a manufacturer. At least in my experience, that I could be completely wrong. That's just what I've experienced personally. Okay. Well, I mean – You've got you've got forward thinking, forward steps. Either way, you've kind of got a, a plan A, plan B. Yeah, I, I can't I can't fail at this. I'm not good at much else. <laughs> wow, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. No there. pressure. This is this is my this is my final my final egg in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody listening were wanting to make money taking pictures like you do now. Uh, break down the advice that you would give them. <sighs> Worry less about equipment starting out and more about creating an image that is, is, is striking. It's something that will get people's attention. Um, it's really easy to get distracted by gear and be like, get what we call lens envy because you see these people walking around with these like four foot long lenses and you're just like, Oh, mine's tiny. Don't worry about that. Worry about getting the shot first. Um, don't think you can just buy a camera and go and be like, Oh, I'm going to be an F1 photographer. You got to start from the bottom. You got to start, you know, uh, shooting local club, you know, local race club events. I started out shooting uh, champ car events with Foster 
you know, following him around, and then I would pick up track days and stuff like that through Road Atlanta. You got you got to start small. You got you got to eat dirt like the rest of us did. If you got to shoot something for free, but it's going to be good experience, do it. Um, and through that, you know, make sure you're networking. Make sure you're talking to people. Basically, everything I've I've already stressed heavily throughout this podcast. You know, it's all about people who you know right. and who you talk to. And notice, um, I, I want to say I noticed one thing that you said there in the way you phrased it. Doing something for free for experience is different than doing something free for exposure. In, in, in like the world of social media, you may like it's easy to be distracted by like, oh, I got a like on this, or oh, I got like at least. 30 likes on this photo don't be distracted by that worry on honing your skills get that experience shoot things for free if if somebody is like hey we can't pay you for this but it's good exposure look at what it is if it's like you know shooting somebody's backyard barbecue i'd probably pass but if it was like hey we have this uh track day event coming up uh, we can't afford to pay you, but if you can, you can talk to drivers and see if they'll pay you for photo for like a few photos. Do it. If there's even a small chance that you can get a good amount of experience, hone your skills. You know, really train yourself to f- follow the light and see uh, like compositions well. Do it. It's it's all about learning. I learn something every single time I go to a race, or every time I shoot an event. I'm still learning every time I pick up a camera. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to deliver a quality product or you're not going to get anything. So, so what I took from that, just listening to you is if you're working for free, make sure it's good experience and a networking opportunity. Yes. Don't just do it like, Hey, you can come take photos here. Don't bother people. Stay out of their way. Then that's probably not going to do any good for you. Probably not going to work out for you in the future. Okay. You know, um, and because I, I photographed a, a Pagani event, mm-hmm. like, uh, and we were straight up told, "Don't bother anybody." And I'm like, "That kind of sucks." Yeah, I I did get paid for it, but it was like, "Don't bother anybody." Yeah, well, if you're getting paid, you, they kind of get to make the rules, but don't do that. Don't bother anybody. But we're not paying you. You just get yeah. access to this stuff. Be careful about doing stuff like that. Yeah. Don't do family and friends wedding, even though that's the first thing you said you did. Oh my god! Don't Dude, do it for okay. free. Don't do them for free, please. <laughs> and don't do them for like fifty dollars. Oh my god! I cannot stress that enough. There are plenty of people who get like a Canon Rebel for Christmas, and there's nothing wrong with a Canon Rebel, but they get that what they see it's a professional camera, and they're like, "I'm going to shoot Emily's wedding." And I'm only going to charge them $50. Dude, you know how much money you lose on that? <laughs> it's like any more valuable than that is your sanity. Weddings, and bless the people who shoot weddings. I have friends that are primarily wedding photographers. They are a different breed altogether. I have had cars hit the wall I am standing at. I have had motorcycles flip at my face and felt less stressed than trying to capture that first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I get like freaking i can't say i'm not gonna say ptsd because that's a that's a real like serious thing but i get so stressed out shooting i can't shoot weddings i just can't 
Oh, man. And bless the people who can't, and they deserve every single penny that they charge for that. There's a reason you're like, oh, wedding photographer is like $4,000. There's a reason. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you kind of said it earlier today. You're taking 10% of your time just taking the photos, and the 90% is editing to make it have that fit. Oh, that no, like ed- editing is – 10% is taking photos. Editing is like another 20%. The rest of it is – travel it's expenses it's talking to people it's networking it's it all adds up like if you think being a photographer is easy you're very wrong and if you think for a second that you're going to get into this and it's going to be immediate you're very wrong it's 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 very hard work people say oh you just push a button that's the farthest thing from the truth Just keep in mind for anyone looking to hire a photographer, you're not paying for the two hours they're taking pictures. You're paying them for the next two days they're going to spend editing, getting that perfect photo back to you. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. You're paying for the fact that it's it's you're paying for my time. You're paying for my skills. You're, you're paying for everything. The, like, And it's we don't do it like in an exploitive way. We do it in a very usually very sensible way. Um, right. Because it is, especially with what like what we do, it's dangerous. What like, I the odds of getting you know mowed down by a moving vehicle at a wedding are very slim compared to what we do, and it's not like we stand out on the track, but things do go wrong. Indeed, um, motorsports is a dangerous game. Oh my god, I feel so terrible for my mom. Her her son basically plays in traffic, and her daughter's a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a whole thing. Um, Which one do you think gets mentioned first at the family reunion? Definitely my sister. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have some honesty. <laughs> at least uh, you understand, dude. I, my sister is so much more of a badass than like <laughs> I could ever hope to be. Uh, like it's it's funny because she's like five foot two. <laughs> and, and she's drawn she's, smiley faces on my toes before. I know your sister. Yeah, she's drawn. Yeah, she's drawn smiley faces on her toes. She's chased my cat around, making like a horrible pterodactyl noise. Yep. But like a few months ago, she pulled a dude out of like a upside down car in the middle of a creek. He was like passed out and gonna drown. She like pulled him out of the car, and like she she like saved his life. She like has saved lives of like other people. It's freaking nuts the things that she is doing. And I'm like, I photograph cars. And they're like, yeah, shut up, Walter. It's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, don't, don't diss yourself too much, man. You don't just take photos of cars. You make art with these photos. I'm a big follower of your Instagram, which is, is uh, go ahead and let everybody know that Instagram you have. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't have a Facebook. Uh, you can follow me at WSipplePhoto. It is W-S-I-P-P-E-L photo. Um, that is my pretty much only uh, social media. You can also – that's also the name of my website, so it's wsipplephoto.com. I haven't updated it in a while. I really freaking need to. Holy crap. Um, but, yeah, I mean if you want to follow my work there, uh, it's I, – I post the good stuff. <laughs> I post but the good so, stuff on my wall. <laughs> yeah, he, he posts amazing photos, and then of me being his friend, I love – I love your stories because they're just like how your day's going and it makes me feel like I'm part of your day. Oh yeah. Like really like that. One of my favorite things ever, like another photographer and I do it is, um, we post just like the mess ups 
from our like our like photos of Frodo shoot. Like I posted one the other day when I was photographing the Ferrari event. I was panning this car and then boom, like super sharp photo with a fence pole in the middle of it. And I'm like, yep, that's how that's going. <laughs> but we'll you know we'll post like super blurry photos or something like that and be like, yeah, I nailed that one. When you want your super, hammer back? <laughs> one, of, one of your super blurry photos actually ended up getting used by somebody though, didn't it? If I recall correctly. Uh, I got like, more specific. Uh, it was from the event this weekend. Uh, you posted one, and you're like, "Well, that one wasn't supposed to happen," and uh, then, oh, and then one of them yeah. reposted it. <laughs> yeah, I sent it. I accidentally sent it to Road Atlanta. It was like a reject photo. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like I was trying to get that effect, but I was trying to get that photo a little bit sharper um, than what I actually ended up sending them. So I sent them kind of a mistake. Sent it to them by mistake, even though I was kind of kind of pleased with the way it turned out, and I was like, "Oh." Okay, <laughs> but I, I got a good chuckle out of that. Even like even uh, the marketing person from Road Atlanta commented on it, like responded back to that Instagram was like, "Oh, that's funny." <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take it down. They just like and but people freaking apparently loved it. So that is fine as long as the people like it. I mean, I love posting the blurry stuff. Like if you look through my Instagram page, it's like. I, we say blurry. It's like artful blurry, where it kind of the blur makes the photo. Um, <laughs> this when, is kind of like that. When you see it, it makes sense. When you see, when you it, see it, it, it makes sense. sense. Okay. When I describe it, I sound like somebody who's like having a stroke or something. It's it's <laughs> they're blurry photos. They're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing it, and every time I go out, I, like I said, I learn something new. Um, how many how many billboards do you have to your credit now? Because I know that's something we always joke about. Six. Six. Yeah. Are all six like, of those road Atlanta? Five of the six. Okay. <laughs> the other one is AMP. So <laughs> there you go. You got it covered. But hey, how many how many people can be like I have photos on a billboard? I mean, oh. out, of, out of our friends group, none of you. You're right. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong. I just haven't won the lottery. Humble brag. Humble brag. I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to buy a billboard, and it's going to be me with two middle fingers at every car in Gainesville because I hate that place. And Um, when I I win the lottery, I'm going to buy your billboard and burn it to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Walter, Walter, thank you so much today for, uh, for coming on and helping me out in my time of need. Yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it was entertaining to people or educational to others. Sorry if like you know you don't if you think I'm an idiot or something like that. Just just telling it like I see it, bro. Yeah, well that's um, completely fine. I think our audience is well aware that that is what this podcast is all about. Uh, we just <laughs> tell it like it is in ways that you may or may not care for. Yeah. Do you um, want to talk about fast food or anything? Uh, actually, no. I've been on a diet and I've lost ten pounds. So guess what? I haven't been eating. That's <laughs> Fantastic! You're finally taking my advice to eat yeah. a salad. Well, it's funny you say that. I have the salads that I have been eating. Uh, if I do go out to eat, I have been going to Taco Bell and getting their Power Bowl, which is only 480 calories, and I don't get the sour cream, which drops it down to 450 calories. So, but what's is, in it? It's lettuce, rice, beans, and then a grilled chicken. Oh, okay. No, it's it it's sound, like it doesn't sound bad. Yeah, it's like the the least unhealthy thing Taco Bell has. 
Um, that is filling, I should say. Um, but that's been kind of like my go-to if I eat out. That's been my go-to meal or uh, getting like, I think I went to Wendy's and I got like chili and baked potato, a small chili and a baked potato. Uh, just basic sour cream and chives baked potato. It comes out to a total of like 460 calories. Basically, if I go out and get food now, I keep it under 500 calories, which... Uh, that That when, is good. When you start looking at stuff like that, which I'll, I'll talk about dieting one day whenever I'm done with this and stuff that you go through when you're trying to diet in this day and age. We'll talk about that on another day. Um, we do have some things in the pipeline. I know we say this at the end of every episode. We are working on trying to get everything together, and like we posted on social media this week, uh, if any of you guys were big fans of the MTV and the VH1 reality TV era, um, like, you know, shows like Next, Room Raiders, those trashy TVs that started the... Oh my god. You guys are going to do a podcast about that? Horrible reality TV episode. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what we want to do, and we're just looking for a guest to come on, because we always love to hear another voice. Uh, and uh, Hopefully, Andy will get better, we'll have him back on. Yeah, keep well soon, Andy t's and p's to andy um but that's all i've got do you got anything else uh we will have walter's uh instagram uh we'll probably just put your instagram because i don't think anybody's going to use your website to hire your services you'd be uh, surprised oh well well okay well, a lot of people website. go to that somehow but uh, my website's also my instagram so it's fine okay that works so that works. we'll we'll have that in there for uh audience yeah. to see if they want to follow you man and if you if you guys out there like have any interest in hiring me for for your motorsport event or like videoing, you know, you building bike tires or something like that, definitely hit me up. We can talk rates. I assure you that I am reasonable. I'm not cheap, but I am reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so you spare some expense, but not all expense. Uh, yeah, I spare <laughs> some expense, and I'm always open to negotiations. All right. Well, instead of rambling, we'll get on out of here, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Keep uh, keep following. Don't forget to write, like, rate, and subscribe. I don't know why I can't say those three words in succession <laughs> at all. Until next time, we will see you guys on the next episode.